You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Let me ask you this. What is it? What is it that causes us to make bad decisions in life? What is it? James chapter 1, beginning in verse 13. Uh, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when? By his own evil desire. He's dragged away. Hell, don't even have to be involved. God has eternal riches that he wants everyone to have. But much like Esau, we easily give up these blessings and instead choose to satisfy our physical desires that don't even last. Pastor Danny will teach today what causes us to make these bad decisions in life. You'll learn about your sinful nature, which desires what's contrary to the Spirit. We're born with these ungodly desires. Plenty of biblical stories will show you those who gave in to these desires but also those who resisted the temptations. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 with today's edition of The Living Word. The Jews were marveling that God had granted repentance to the Gentiles even without them having to be circumcised or adopting Jewish customs. John 6, Jesus said, Nobody comes to me unless the Father draws him. You don't just wake up one day and say, I think I'll become a Christian. You don't get near the end of your life as an old person if you live that long and say, I think I'll just become a Christian. You don't end up in a hospital room and decide, I think I'll just become a Christian. You can't become a Christian unless God grants you repentance and leads you to salvation. Now, that's a bit mysterious, but that's what the Bible says. Now, with that said, God doesn't want anybody to perish. God doesn't want anybody to perish. He wants to grant repentance, but sometimes uh, we make choices, and based on those choices, God says, okay, you want it that way? That's what I'll give you. I'll give you what you want. More mysterious passages in places like Romans chapter 1, and here's what it says. Let me just read it for you, verse 24. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. You go a couple of verses more. Verse 26, because of this, God gave them over to shameful lust. That's what you want? Okay, that's what you got. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. Lesbianism, homosexuality. You read a couple more verses, and it says, verse 28, Furthermore, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. goes on to say, not only do they do it, they approve of those who commit the same acts. They say, well, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Listen, you don't want to forfeit eternal riches that God wants everybody to have for some physical desire that will not last. Esau, for a single meal, Sold his inheritance. Now let me turn the corner. Flip the coin. I think he's always lost. I don't think you'll see him in heaven. I think scripture backs that up. But it's written primarily for believers. 
even though there are things in these texts for unbelievers. You know, don't miss salvation. Don't be like Esau. But someone is truly saved, genuine Christian. Even a genuine believer can make bad choices that cause them great harm in this life and loss of reward in the one to come. King David, after his relationship and subsequent sin that followed his relationship, sinful relationship with Bathsheba, started a string of unfortunate events for himself and his family. Samson, you look at the 20 years of his ministry recorded in the Bible, he made one bad decision after another that ultimately led him to being bound, blind, in a prison, imprisoned by the enemy, and going around in circles, going nowhere. Let me ask you this. What is it? What is it that causes us to make bad decisions in life? What is it? James chapter 1, beginning in verse 13. Uh, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when? By his own evil desire. He's dragged away. Hell don't even have to be involved. And then he's enticed. Now that's where hell comes in. Satan entices us. But we have our own natural, ungodly desires. We're born with them. We're born with them. The old King James calls it simply the flesh. The NIV that I teach from calls it simply the sinful nature. Let me read you a couple more scriptures. Galatians chapter 5 Verse 13, you, my brothers, were called to be free, but don't use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature, the flesh. Galatians 5, verse 17, uh, for the sinful nature, the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want if you're following the spirit. Verse 19. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious, and there are many. But the first one listed, interestingly, is sexual immorality. Verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Now, Esau, for a single meal, sold his inheritance. So in order to satisfy his physical desire... He lost out on so much. There's one physical appetite that every one of us is going to have to deal with. (laughs) It's that three-letter word, sex, but specifically sexual immorality. And I like to, when I talk about uh, this kind of message, I always like to remind us, hell didn't create sex. Heaven did. God created sex, but sin has perverted it. Sin has perverted it. Let me just talk to you honestly about sexual temptation, okay? Sexual temptation. It's unique in a lot of ways. Uh, First of all, it's unique because it's a God-given desire. No matter what your background. God-given. Second, it's universal in its appeal because it's a God-given desire. It doesn't matter where you come from. doesn't matter what language you speak, what culture Listen, around the globe, everybody's got to deal with this. Everybody got to deal with it. Universal. Let me tell you a third one. 
I still haven't come to terms with all this verse means, but 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 says, if I sin sexually, I sin against my own body. I sin against my own body. So I'm sinning against my own body when I sin sexually. Well, let me give you one more. It is extremely potent. You say, what does potent mean? Well, it means powerful. It means persuasive. Powerful. Persuasive. Man after God's own heart, King David, who we saw last week overcame the temptation for a bitter root against that fool named Nabal. And that's what his name means, fool. Same man who resisted that bitter root fell to lust and adultery with a woman named Bathsheba. Same man. Joseph, hated by his brothers, sold into slavery in Egypt. When you read the story, it's so fascinating to me, the first recorded temptation that Joseph faced down in Egypt was what? (laughs) Potiphar is his owner. Joseph is Potiphar's slave. And the Bible says, loosely translated, it would be this. Joseph was a hunk. He was well-built and handsome. And Potiphar's wife took notice of him and day after day tried to get Joseph in bed with her. Tried to seduce him. And day after day, Joseph resisted. And it's interesting, the first recorded temptation for young Joseph, 17 years old, 17 years old, was sexual temptation. 999 men out of 1,000 might have fallen. Thank God Joseph didn't. Because he's far away from home. And God gave him a dream that he'd be exalted above his brothers and his own mom and dad one day. And now he's down in Egypt as a slave. He's got to be perplexed and looking for love, a little intimacy, a little relief. And here this woman's coming at him down in Egypt. My goodness, how many guys wouldn't say, I've been looking for this situation all my life. And Joseph resisted repeatedly. Samson, you look at his life. You study his life, and he had several weaknesses, but one of his greatest weaknesses, you know what it was? It was a weakness for women. Women out of the will of God. That's how the story starts off in the book of Judges about Samson. He fell in love with a woman out of the will of God for his life, and he has one string of relationships after another. You know, the final uh, downfall of Samson, how did it come about? Through a woman named Delilah, another woman out of the will of God in his life. We're so blessed to be able to share the Word of God with you on each new edition of The Living Word. Thanks for being a part of our valued listening audience. Pastor Danny will continue his study in the book of Hebrews next time, so we hope you'll join us again. We'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us as we continue to share the hope of salvation with the world. Would you join us in praying for the listeners of The Living Word? Pray that God would touch each person with His love and open their hearts to the truth of His Word. Please pray for us also. We want to continue following God's plan for this program no matter where He asks us to go. We know the power of prayer, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Would you also ask the Lord about contributing financially to the Living Word? 
This program is professionally produced to provide the best quality messages possible, so as not to distract from the message of the Bible. That does incur some costs, however, so if you feel led to give, visit our website at ccfstpete.church and click on the online giving guide under Forms. Any and all amounts are greatly appreciated and will be used to share the good news of Jesus' love for the world. Thank you for praying about this. That website once more is ccfstpete.church. With that, we've come to an end of our time with you today. We pray that God continues to bless you as you study His Word and open your heart to His unending love and grace. Thanks again for tuning in today to The Living Word.